Hello and welcome to Consoling Myself with me, Torn. Avid listeners to the podcast will know that today is going to be the Xbox episode. You may have been thinking that was been last week's episode, but as you'd have heard last week, I completely forgot that I owned a Dreamcast. Completely forgot. So now, instead of last week's episode being the Xbox One, this week's episode is the Xbox episode. Right, I need to take you. Let me take you back. I got an Xbox secondhand. Uh, I am no. I know you are shocked. I got a secondhand Xbox. The Xbox was an absolute beast of a machine. Not only was it absolutely huge, like size-wise, it was the size of a VHS player. Uh, hopefully, that's a point of reference that you guys get. But the thing with the Xbox is it was essentially a Windows PC with Windows PC internals and the Xbox had a CD drive I think it had uh, optical out I'm trying to remember that Did have a, the CD drive was a DVD drive and you could buy a DVD uh, controller for it but it was black, it looked like all the other devices you'd have on your TV, so your, your video player. Uh, it was a bit, I'd say it's a bit bigger than your standard DVD player. But yeah, it, or, or, your, or your set-top box, if you had NTL or Virgin, right then it looked, it looked just like one of those boxes. I don't remember it having HDMI, I don't, even it, I don't think HDMI existed then, but I think it had a 720p. I think if you bought the right cables and you had the right television, you could actually get quite a good signal out of it. Now, I bought my Xbox and I, I'll be honest, I can't even remember what came with it or where I got it from. Uh, things I know about my Xbox, I don't think I was living at home with my parents. I think I'd moved out, which is quite cool. Have my own place. Oh, there's me gulping some tea. I know what you're thinking. Player with his own place. But yeah, I had my own place. And what I... Uh, and I had an Xbox. But I also had a shitty, shitty, shitty 4x3 CRT. Oh, I think... I think it might have been a 20... I'm trying to remember if it was a 4x3 21-inch TV or whether it was a widescreen 20-inch TV. But I might have got the widescreen 20-inch TV confused with my parents. But either way, I had a shitty TV. And if I had moved out of my parents, this is after university, so this is post-2001. And uh, back then, uh, CRT TVs were still pretty big. At university, I, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that we had a huge CRT TV that was absolutely amazing and we rented that because you could still rent TVs back then but I had my Xbox and I had my shitty TV and I was working I was working for a uh, a computer manufacturer based in the area and I had my own place it wasn't costing me a lot of money and I thought what I need it's a big old telly. So I looked around and saw what I could get, and big old TVs 
were expensive. I, I, part of me feels that plasma TVs had just come out, but it may have been a year or two before then. Uh, I know what I did. I went to Argos of all places because that's where you buy your TVs from, isn't it? Everyone knows Argos is the best TV retailer in the world. It's not. But what Argos does give you is a 12 months interest free credits when you spend more than, say, 500 quid at the time. And 500 quid was a lot of money. I think my. Let's have a look. Ooh, at the time, I was probably earning. At the time, I think I might have been earning a thousand pounds a month I think maybe maybe in a soups on over but uh, not by much uh, I'm trying uh, memories uh, not the greatest thing I possess but uh, I kind of while I was working there had a few jobs and I know I started on about 12 grand a year ish and then it went up a bit but yeah so I didn't make a lot of money so I needed to pay something off in instalments. Argos giving 12 months interest free credit. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, and what I did, I wanted a big old telly for my f place I was living in. And I thought, I'm gonna go buy the biggest TV I can afford. Uh, at the time, I think it was a Sanyo. A Sanyo. I'm gonna say, 43 inch TV so so in today's standards 43 inch no one's complaining about 43 inch TV in fact some people might say it's a little small for a living room but back then 43 inch I mean it was the kind of TV you'd see in a pub that showed football back then uh, and you still occasionally see them and uh, but what was interesting is the way this TV worked uh, it, it, they call it rear projection so what it meant was if you ever saw a 36 inch 36 inch CRT widescreen TV it was deep the way they're built they need to have huge magnets at the back then they need the glass tubes to project. yeah so they were huge but the 43 inch TV uh, the rear projection TV used three lamps and I never took it apart but my guess was that the, the lamp sat at the bottom facing upwards and they reflected off a mirror at the back and that then projected it onto what was essentially the screen so yeah oh man I'm sure I think this TV was 700 pounds I really do 699999 or something like that that's what I reckon but it was not cheap and I was like okay so it's about 56 quid a month I can sort that out from my uh, meagre salary. Anyway, me being me, I did not do that. It was 12 months interest-free credit with no minimum payment. So month one comes by, oh, I, I won't pay this month. I'll just, I'll just add another six quid or seven quid onto next month's payment. Month two goes, oh, I'll just add another 14 quid onto next month's payment. And before you knew it, we got to month 12 and I had to pay this TV off. Well, I didn't, did I? Because I'm an idiot. But what I did do was it then rolled onto their 39.99% APR. 
and I then had to start paying two, three hundred pound a month. Luckily, my salary did increase a bit, but yeah, two, three hundred pound a month for three months to get that paid down as quickly as possible. But oh my goodness, this TV was huge. Uh, it also wasn't a great television in the scheme of things. They struggled with stuff like football and they struggled with a few things where there was fast moving stuff. It got delivered and it was an absolute, the box, I've not seen anything be delivered in a box this big and I've seen uh, fridges and freezers be delivered. But because of how it's made and how delicate those lamps are at the bottom, they really do struggle delivering them without them getting broken. So what they do is they pack it, they have lots of polystyrene, but they also have tube, tubular supports running through the box to help keep it square so the thing doesn't twist because the plastic is not soft, but the plastic isn't that great a structure and does pivot and have some torsion to it if you twist it and it, that would fuck everything up. So yeah, they, uh, they delivered it, I unpacked it, set it up and I love this TV. Other things to know about this TV, the viewing angles were pathetic. If you were stood up, you couldn't actually see the uh, picture too well. It was pretty rubbish. Uh, it was like there was a filter or something over the screen and it really did affect how well you could uh, see it. So if you weren't sat down directly in front of the TV, the picture quality was dreadful which meant that even on a three-seater sofa, the people on the far end of the sofa might struggle seeing the picture. But more importantly, it was massive. It had lots of scart and inputs into the telly. Uh, and it was massive, properly massive. Uh, the box that came in, as I said, was absolutely huge. But even the TV, even though it was rear projection so it wasn't very deep but it was quite tall because you had to at the base of it it had to have the uh, lamps and they need space around them uh, and then at the back there's an angled uh, back to it that would have been the the mirror for projecting and you had the screen so 43 inch we all now like 42 inch flat screen TV think nothing but imagine something went back a foot and a half maybe two feet that is deep so yeah that was my uh, flat screen TV from well not flat screen TV from Argos that I didn't pay off and ended up paying huge amounts of interest on it but I loved it but the important thing was I could play games absolutely huge on it and I loved that I really did love having uh, I really did love having a big TV for playing games on up until now really so we're going back to the Dreamcast I was, I was generally playing mostly gaming on little 14 inch TV I had in my bedroom and then I had for a very small period of time a 28 inch widescreen TV and then I replaced it with this massive one uh, now I do. My one of my friends, he was quite a big Xbox gamer. I wasn't. He'd had an Xbox for a while, and uh, I'd uh, 
he was desperate. To, he always tried to get me to play Halo, and I wasn't a massive Halo fan. Uh, I didn't like how the cars drove, which was really weird, and the guns didn't make sense to me. And obviously, if you if you're playing with someone who's played Halo a lot, the guns all make sense, and you have a favourite gun. You know what guns are good and what guns bad. You know what guns good for killing certain things. I just didn't get any of that because I wasn't a massive fa Halo fan. So I'd play Halo with him and be rubbish, and he'd be great because he'd play it all the time. Uh, I think I probably played a, a James Bond game. I can't remember which James Bond game it was, but I've given that a go. I think there were a few out. Uh, I think they did a... Why do I get the feeling there was like a... From, I get the feeling there was like a Connery-based James Bond game on the Xbox, but that's going back a long way. Uh, there was I had a karaoke game and this kind of this developed further later on in my other games uh, other consoles but I can't remember it I can't remember what the karaoke game was called it had been I want to say it was karaoke something but it could have been called sing it or dance sing 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 or or I'm pretty sure it's karaoke something but it was a game where you had a microphone that plugged into the controller I think it was yeah it was a controller and uh, you sang along to songs and it was quite a good mixture of songs it wasn't all what was modern at the time it had quite a good mixture and that with your friends was really enjoyable and if you were stood up you could just about make out what was on the screen what the lyrics were and stuff like that but I was able to invite my friends round and you'd have a few drinks and you'd have a karaoke song see how your song did uh, and it didn't I don't think it ever listened to uh, like modern karaoke games were a lot more complex but I don't think this listened to the words or anything like that I think it just kind of listened to the pitch-ish and as long as you were in the right pitch or maybe even just on the beat I think it was fine but oh it was so much fun because otherwise if you wanted to karaoke you'd have to go to a pub and sing in front of other people as this meant you could do it at home with your friends and that's what I did I don't remember, did, I might have had a second disc of it. And the reason I'm confused on this is one, my memory's shocking, but two, karaoke appears on uh, a later episode of this podcast on a different console where I did have lots of discs, but I had uh, I had uh, the karaoke on the Xbox and I, it, it, worked, it worked well enough for an Xbox game. No, for a game of that time, I suppose, and I don't don't remember seeing anything else like that on uh, the Dreamcast or the PlayStation One. No. And then the the the, the other game I played on this, so this was a original black, big old Xbox, big green logo. The other game I played on it was a Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's game. Uh, the skateboarding games and you know I've told you I don't like racing games I don't know why I started playing Tony Hawk 
but I was so glad I did. It had the most amazing soundtrack. It, I can't, it's hard to explain exactly how amazing the soundtrack was, but the soundtrack is amazing. And I really enjoyed playing it, uh, trying to pull off all the tricks, trying to unlock all the areas, trying to smash things in ground. All of that absolutely enthralled me and kind of, I kept wanting to play Tony Morrison, get, get a bit better, get a bit better, get a bit better, get a bit better. And it introduced me to a, a song by a band called Flogging Molly, called Drunken Lullabies. And it just, it perfectly set off the whole skating, uh, skateboarding bit of the game this soundtrack and that one tune stuck in my head uh, and I got quite good at Tony Hawk's I suppose I remember I, I played it around some friends houses and I think they were a bit surprised just because I put so many hours into it so many hours into it and uh, I had a later jaunt very short jaunt into a Tony Hawk's game and we'll cover that off in a separate different episode in the future but we're talking xbox here i know you will find this hard to believe and i think i say this on every podcast i know you'll find this hard to believe but oh you might get a bit of sound i got sold the xbox and i can't remember why i'm pretty certain i sold it i might give it away but i'm pretty certain i sold it and I don't entirely remember what came in its place there. I think I sold it because I bought a new Xbox. I'm on a, uh, or I was on a forum at the time that had a pretty, a pretty varied forum, kind of like home tech and stuff like that. And I, uh, someone was selling a crystal version of the Xbox, so not actually made of crystal but just clear plastic but it was boxed two controllers but more importantly it said it was chipped with an executioner chip now there are lots of it there were lots of executioner chips but i don't know which one it was but essentially it was gonna be able to do stuff as, as i said earlier in the podcast the xbox was a pretty okay powered pc in a gaming setup that's, I mean, that it, it, I know it was a seller-on processor, but it had a hard drive. It had uh, good, it had a good enough processor for playing these games, and it had the X control system, which was like it. What was it? I, I was about to say the Xbox Media Center, but it wasn't called that then. Um, so the, it had like the OS it was, operating system it was using that was very lime green and futuristic oh talking about lime green and futuristic on the original xbox i'm pretty certain i played the matrix video game that's pretty cool it was and it was pretty cool it was done by the guys who the people who did the matrix they had very much in hand in it and i, I thought that worked very well but yeah back to the crystal chipped xbox I ordered this 
sold sold my old Xbox got this in unknown to me I'm pretty sure unknown to me maybe mentioned the listing that I skipped over but as well as being chipped and I knew it had a bigger hard drive installed but it literally had tons of games so it had Xbox one of the things the chip allowed you to do was just copy games off a CD put them onto the hard drive and then you could play them off the hard drive so I could copy any game anyone anyone I knew had it also had its own uh, it also had like loads of emulators for for like the NES and things like that so I could play NES games on my telly uh, through the Xbox and it had all the games, I mean literally hundreds and hundreds of games across multiple early retro systems, most of which I've talked about already. Uh, it did have arcade games as well, so you, you had kind of stuff like WWF WrestleMania and uh, I'm trying to think of other Gauntlet and Street Fighter 2 arcade editions, so that was very cool. It also had the Xbox Media Center, so XBMC. Uh, and the reason that's important, and the reason kind of like whether you know this stuff or not, is XBMC. Oh, my memory is shocking. XBMC is essentially what has driven the kind of I want to say home streaming but let's let's say watching media not necessarily off physical media so yeah so this is the early to let's say early to mid 2000s uh, I, I don't maybe video maybe video shop rental places still existed I know there was a a blockbuster in the village over from us for a long time for renting out CDs and games but if you had the correct locations you could use Xbox Media Center to download games download movies download TV episodes now I was not technically a technologically minded enough to do any of that stuff I just enjoyed playing the games so for me what I managed to do was uh, on the hard drive on the hard drive was I said all the retro games and I also played some of the games that, that were on the uh, the Xbox anyway so I ended up playing Soul Calibur 2 which was a Soul Calibur so I told you I played the original Soul Calibur but yeah so Soul Calibur 2 was good and uh, there were two other games that really stuck in my mind I'm going to start with a driving game which will seem particularly weird for me because I hate driving games 
But yeah, I I really got into a game called Burnout, which was a racing game, but it had an absolutely over-the-top collision physics. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So you'd get to race around and uh, race other people, but then there'd be a challenge like do X million pounds worth of damage when you crash or set up you set up the biggest crash you can and that I loved because I've never seen anything like that and for for someone who wasn't a massive driving guy so for me I was it was never about getting the perfect line or something dominate uh, burnout was just uh, a breath of fresh air for a driving game because you could bash the shit out of cars and sometimes your whole the whole thing you had to do was just take out another rider a driver and even if you were doing like one of the races so get to the finish line first one of the ways you could do that is just by fucking up other cars and yeah so oh man burnout fantastic uh i should check a lot of these games out to see if uh nostalgia's uh better than the real thing but yeah xbox not uh, xbox burnout there's been newer versions and i've played them but that was that got me into the burnout series and i've played a few of them since so yeah my my fact of saying i don't like driving games i don't like technical driving games i've got no interest in formula one driving games or rally driving games none of that but burnout destruct and break other cars while you're driving that's definitely my thing the other game on the Xbox and it really did realign my brain when it came to gaming was Half-Life 2 and I know what you're thinking well, actually I don't know what you're thinking I know what I'm thinking it's really kind of obvious I suppose but a first person shooter set in an absolutely fantastic world with an absolutely fantastic storyline that they obviously put a lot of effort into it was fantastic I mean properly fantastic and it blew me away I was captivated and I've not been captivated by a game like that for a very well at all you've you've heard the games I've listed off and you've kind of you go back through the other episodes you'll see there's there's one or two games over this is nearly 20 years that I'll say I enjoyed playing as opposed to just played but Half-Life 2 blew everything out of the water absolutely blew it all out of the water and I played that now this time I think I think I still had my big telly so we'll we'll say that I'd moved house at this point and a slightly smaller house than the one I was in before I did still have my massive telly and uh, needed furniture so people gave us furniture they didn't need one of the things that this telly was useful for is there was enough at the telly in the corner of a room and there was enough space behind the telly and the telly was so tall and wide 
I was able to hide a two-seater sofa stood on its end behind this telly. That is mental. Absolutely mental. But I got to enjoy Half-Life 2 on it. And, uh, yeah, if you get... I know that there's been a recent... I know there's been a recent redoing of Half-Life. Is it Half-Life or Half-Life 2? I think it's Half-Life 2. They've, they've kind of upped the graphics an awful lot. So if you've not played Half-Life 2, and you probably have if you listen to this, but if you haven't, do get on it. Half-Life 2. Amazing storyline. Great uh, kind of, let's say, open world to... Uh, to explore it's not really open world it's got levels and structures and routes you've got to go through but it feels open enough oh yeah half-life 2 go for it go for it uh yeah so uh, that was oh, i'm just trying to so because i also owned half-life 2 on another console that will be I think will be the next episode I think it will be the next episode because oof. you see now I've got a struggle I've got a struggle here because I've got to try and work out whether there was a console between this and the next one I think there might have been, so I'll, I, I will rack my brains about whether there was. I don't think there was. I had great plans for this Xbox Crystal, by the way. In my house, I had this weird, like, pine uh, storage unit, and I had a hinged lid. So at one point, I was thinking about, well, the Xbox did live in there, but at one point I was thinking, I actually went and started putting together a media PC so I could create a little, so I could create a little uh, jukebox that was connected to the TV and I bought, uh, I bought a, what was it, 12 inch touchscreen, LCD touchscreen. I bought a, I think they were called Cube, back like a micro form factor PC, uh, bare bones. So it was like motherboard, and that was about it. I think it had a processor in it. Uh, bought some RAM for it, but the problem was the motherboard needed to be up, needed its firmware to be updated so I could use the processor that I'd bought for it. And it didn't come with a floppy disk drive. And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, there was something weird. I couldn't install, so I did have this computer set up and I couldn't install Windows on it. And I go and I did some searching online as you could back in the early to mid 2000s and uh, yeah it, the motherboard firmware needed to be updated and then then windows was going to be happy and jobs was good 
but I couldn't update the motherboard firmware because I didn't have a floppy drive. But I had the files stored on a USB stick. So I went to my local computer shop and said, Hiya, here's this. I need the firmware drivers installed. Uh, the, the, I need the, the motherboard firmware updated based on the drivers on here. Can you do it? And they're like, yeah, sure. Well, uh, what, what's the problem? I said, well, I can't install Windows on here. And the guy said, no problem. Leave it with me. It'll be 30 quid. Won't take a couple of hours. So I'm like, okay. So I said, I'll leave it with you, but I'll come collect it next week. Anyway, I went in next weekend. And the guy was like, we couldn't install the drivers. I said, I know. Well, I didn't say I know. He said, I couldn't install the drivers. I said, what happened? He said, well, uh, we can't get a floppy drive recognised by it. Like, yeah, that's the problem I had, which is why I gave it to you, so you could work out the problem. He said, oh, well, we couldn't, so here it is back. And that was it. So I spent oh, 30 or 60 quid as well. And in the end, I think I tossed the uh, the case, sold the TFT screen. I was really annoyed, because that would have been really cool to have like this flip-up lid where you can touch and choose the music you want to play shut it down, had a huge ass speakers, a nice big stereo in there. The Xbox was connected to the telly, but also to the stereo. I had laptops I could connect to the stereo. Uh, but yeah, oh, that would have been great, that project, but it didn't happen. Uh, I had loads of games on the Xbox because it was chipped, but I didn't play many of them. I'm certain I played a few of the classic NES and Super NES games. Uh, I don't think I played any N64 games. It's a shame because I, I remember a couple of N64 games, but the, the, the N64s weren't mine. So I have an N64 now, so I need to get some of these games. But yeah, the Xbox Crystal. I was very tempted. It, it, I, I, I explained that I've purchased all the consoles that I used to have. I now have them all. And I, and I struggled with this because I found myself a decent original Xbox that was working and a box but I was struggling to find a chipped crystal Xbox and I ummed and ahed with myself about whether I should just buy the crystal Xbox just buy that one and, and not worry about having the original Xbox but I really felt I should get the original Xbox because that was the one that I had so yeah I have an original Xbox, I've cracked it out, I've checked it still turns on. Uh, it hasn't dated well with its uh, matrix coloured uh, operating system and control section. But, and the controllers are massive, you forget how big these things are. But I got one. So there we are, that is me jabbering on about the Xboxes in my life. That took me uh, f from two homes, giant television, and got me on to really enjoying first-person shooters with a proper storyline, Half-Life 2. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 2020, if I can offer you one piece of advice for the future, Half-Life 2 would be it. This has been Consoling Myself with Tuan. Keep listening, subscribe, comment, like, 
rate and review and all that jazz. Uh, we've we've broken the hundred download barriers, so people are downloading and listening to it, or downloading it anyway. So uh, I'll keep going. We're running out of consoles. Running out of consoles. This is scary stuff. So uh, yeah, only got a couple more episodes go to go. That will take us up to modern day. But until then, look after yourselves. Enjoy the things you enjoy. And speak soon. Toodle pip.